Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amateur Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast. It's just like getting on a bike, baby. Just pick it back up. I First take right there. Why? Were we gone for a long time? So I looked. I had to look it up. Um, okay, let me guess. Let me guess. Yep. Uh, I bet it's been eight weeks. Well, it was April 24th, so not quite six. Six weeks, I think, six is the math. Gosh, it seems even longer than that. It does seem longer than that. That okay. is uh, quite the sapotical we took. Mm-hmm. Um, why did we do that? Uh, it's a little bit of Kurt. It's a little bit of me. It's mostly the universe, I think, that just intervened. Um, well, in- and it, it intervened at the right time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it was the offseason. Sure, we always come up with something fun to do, but it's not like there are topics we needed to talk about. I think that's fair. Um, the last one was with Mr. Thor Nystrom. Mm. Um, so I wonder if he's like, did I kill the pod? Did I, or, or, or was that, you know, or, or was that the swan song the, of the pod? The like hammer it- of the gods came <laughs> down and crushed the pod. <laughs> what, uh, what, does he, what does he say? 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah that's what he, I could have been. That was his thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we're back, baby. Um, you look good, buddy. Maybe it's the black shirt, but you look you look thin. You look. Well, you black look is slimming. Very slimming. Well, I, here's the thing. In reality, I have been working out like an absolute banshee the last two months. You look great, man. Well, thank you. Bulk, like, but bulky. <laughs> Oh, I'm bulky. I, I, I think I think I think you look you look you you have muscular tones about you. Oh, I'm muscular. What's uh what what shirt are you wearing? Right oh, now? this is an Amador whiskey company. Have you yeah. ever heard of Amador whiskey? Funny you mention that. I had a visit from our our friend. Oh well, we got, we got the well. new version. Oh no way, Amador hat. Dude, yeah. that is so even slick. As slick as the other one is, I think it might even. This be is a step up. I think it is a step up. That it. Oh my it's lord! BA. That it's is BA. fantastic. Thank you, Amador. Yeah. You want to say thank you again? We got. Ah. Uh, uh, now we're talking. And two. Oh, the cat. Been, wow, been waiting to plop those down in front of you. And there's my fave, the shard. Yeah. Shard's good. Wow. Well, thank you, Amador Whiskey. Yeah. The gift. Been, that- wait, I've been sitting on those for. And I think it was, if I could read into it, a little bit of a, hey, uh, maybe you guys could uh, sure, put right. some content out. Hey, uh, we can take another break. <laughs> maybe. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. Uh, thank you also to, oh, if I start listing them out, then I'm going to forget. But we have been got, we have been hit up a lot on Twitter. Captain Bug Eater. A, a um, boat. Vegas Jer, boat. Yeah. Like. Um, I'm leaving people out, but yeah. some some DMs like, hey, oh, yeah. I, you know, and and we really appreciate it. We really, pre- I mean, that that was motivation for us. Not not that we, you know, necessarily need it. I mean, like that, but very much appreciated is mostly what I wanted to say. Yeah, great, great uh, interest from the fan base there. It always, I, I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. A little bit of attention is not something that I shy away from. So when you get a little bit like that from somebody, I just at least I, I, I can say I appreciate it. It does puff up the chest a little bit, doesn't Puffy it? Chesty yeah. is not so bad. All right, so the and and a a poll that was put out by the captain was that um, how long oh, was yeah. the okay. uh, the housekeeping going to be right. in the next pod? And one of the choices was forty five to sixty minutes, I believe. 
basically that was the correct choice because essentially this whole podcast is going to be housekeeping. Is that fair? Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think we'll break the 60 minute mark. I think there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know why we wouldn't. <clears throat> Let's just see where it goes. We're not so, going to put a governor on this thing. So we know that Amador is the star amongst whiskeys, right? Yep. Are you a stargazer at all? Um, yeah, I'd like to think I am. Okay, something bit. really remarkable is happening this month in the sky. Okay, so there are only five planets that are visible to the naked eye. No, Venus is one of them. Venus is one, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Those are the five. They're all visible at the same time in the same area of the sky and in order. Huh. So When's the last time this has happened? Do we know? I, I don't know. I, I, this cannot be very common i mean it can't be very common from all can i the, can i pick a positive out of this sure maybe that's why everything's so crazy right now so here's the thing i haven't done it yet but if you get up just before dawn which i don't do very often <laughs> you might stay up until dawn <laughs> correct then if you look in the southwest sky towards the horizon southwest then you'll mercury is the first one then venus in order mars uh, jupiter saturn I feel like Venus is the the most front and center planet that you can find with the naked eye most no, often. Ju- Jupiter. Jupiter? Yeah. It's a big planet. Jupiter, I think. I think. Well, let me think about that. Maybe Venus is it's bigger. The, Jupiter is the is the solar system's left tackle. It, it protects. Yeah, but, but the, you might be right. Maybe Venus is bigger in the sky, the night sky. I'm not sure. It's well, Venus be one is the, just bright. I think yeah. it reflects more. I think, yeah. I, I think I remember reading that. But I'm pretty excited about that. Pretty jazzed up. And then I've recorded six weeks, three straight minutes on astronomy. Gotta love it. And then I think like June 18, I believe, or maybe somewhere around there, the moon is going to bisect, I think, Venus and Mars. And it's good, but it's going to be a crescent moon that's by. So all six of those will be right in a row and close to the moon in by the naked eye. Yes, correct. June 18th. I think you got to check that out, folks. And it's very rare to ever see Mercury. It doesn't come out very often. Okay. So so it's one of the five visible planets, yep. but it's the least visible of the five. Correct. Yep. You said you had a couple interesting things before we got into it. I, I That's really good stuff. Okay, my next one. Yeah. Have you seen Maverick? I have not, but I can't wave. Okay, I'm telling you. Top Gun Maverick. Get a babysitter. Yeah. And go tomorrow night. And what I've heard via Twitter and a couple... Uh, text with buddies is you got to see it in the theater or if you can IMAX. This is yeah, best would be IMAX. Although did I don't you see, did you no, see IMAX? Okay. no I did. So there are the IMAX is weird. I don't think there's really any true IMAX left in the area. Okay, there's IMAX certified. Yeah, it'd probably be a little bit better experience, but definitely go to the theater and see this movie. You have to. That would pretty much be what it would take. Is I would have to like sneak out and go see it in my own you know, effort. Um, I will I go tell to, you what. I will go the, again tomorrow. The, here's the, here's why I know it's good. Um, I have a text group where I am the youngest to, to try to give the text group an age situation. Yeah. I think there's eight of us. The topics are predominantly front and center sports and the Hawkeyes and then politics and essentially bitching about women. That's okay. it. That's the only topics. Okay. Top Gun Maverick made the list of things we, okay. we don't talk about movies in this text group. It's it's old crusty guys yelling at the clouds. That must be a pretty good movie if if that was the topic that came up. 
okay, I don't think it's possible. Like, if you had watched me enjoying this movie, you and I was completely sober. You'd say, this is the happiest sober Big Kurt I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the Goocher. Just having you happy about something, but happy sober? I, mean, I really wish I was okay. there now. I mean, from the opening credits, the opening credits are amazing. And it just keeps going from there. I was pumping my fist and screaming yes out loud in the theater. during Because the I heard credits. they have tied together the 86 Top Gun with current day, like, yeah. seamlessly. Some, like, they did, really did a good job. Did a great job with that on many different levels. I don't want to go into detail because right. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. And then it feels like you're in the cockpit. It does feel like you're in the cockpit. The cinematography with the, the flying was amazing. And they kind of, you know, every... Most movies are divided kind of into thirds, the, the, you know, the intro and the middle and then the climax. So the, the fir- for me, the first 30 minutes was the best part of the movie. It was so good. It was incredible. And they, they make it a little... My interest is peaked. They make it a little bit like there's some cheesiness to it, a little that's okay. cheesy factor. But I, fi- I feel like that's part of the throwback to the 80s. And then you have the middle where they're training and that so that goes maybe just a little they drag that out a little bit then the the mission it was amazing and i mean there's there's planes look at you look at look at you there's planes there's there's helicopters there's cars motorcycles spaceships guns mustaches missiles bombs atomic weapons i mean it was there's there's mustaches yes it was amazing wow Look at you! I, I've it was a never ten, absolute ten. Such I, a good I movie. cannot believe how like everything is a point of contention on Twitter. This movie has not been; it has been universally enjoyed. Do you know on Rotten Tomatoes the the viewer rating is ninety nine percent, which approval. is almost impossible. I think it's basically impossible, but it's it literally is that good. It lives up to it. All right, okay. I, I had. And then by, we can't go all the way into this, but there was a different, this was a DM group on Twitter. It's my, it's a big chat group that I was invited to. And I threw out there, I'm like, I haven't seen it yet, but if this movie is as good as it can be, I'm, we might have to come to the agreement as as painful as it is that Tom Cruise is the greatest action movie person of all time. I think so. But then uh, there's actually captain throughout all the movies from Leonardo DiCaprio. And I mean, I tell you what, if you, if you go, List for list, but action, but action. You, you, I think you have to err towards TC. I think so. As crazy as that five foot six little that, bastard what, is, that, but dude, right? You, you almost have to give him more credit for being the teeny tiny man yes. that he is to be able to pull off what he does. Hold on, teeny tiny weird man that he is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, man, I, I'm not even joking. I was <laughs> screaming out loud in the opening <laughs> credits. Man, you know how like when you want to get somebody to watch a movie, you don't want to oversell it. Okay, you might be overselling it, but you seem so confident that you're not worried about it being oversold. So I'm one of those people that you can't have the bar set too high because then I I usually don't like it. Yeah, the bar was set super high and it exceeded that. So I know I'm probably doing you a disservice by saying that, but I can't help no, it. No, it was just, just it was that good. I, I of all the things that would happen in Kurt's universe that would get you to have a reaction this much. I just cannot believe it's the Top Gun remake that got us there. 
it, it, it's top five. It's certainly top five uh, theater experiences of my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right, man. You sold me. Go. I might. I might make an effort to go see it in the theater. I, I'm, I might see it tomorrow again. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I liked it that much. All right, man. That's a great breakdown. Yeah. So that uh, that, that, that's your two. That the, you those are the couple of things I want to check. So that that was two pre housekeeping items that were housekeeping. That's that's rare. That's what happens when you you go six weeks without recording. Yeah. You you have stuff like that to talk about. All right. So what this is, what we're gonna do today is we have a lot of topics that we've kind of missed over the past six weeks. So we tried to pick and choose as many of the fun and good topics as we can that we miss. So we freely admit we, we were a day late and a dollar short on some of these, but they're still fun to talk about. So hopefully they don't hold against us too much that they're old topics or whatever. Some of them are a little bit more recent, but we wanted to weigh in. And anyways, it'll be the, the hat pot or the pot out of a hat or title or something like that. I don't know. You'll come up with we'll, something. We'll great. think of something. Yeah. Okay. So basically we know what these topics are, but the order that they're going to be and how we're going to talk about them is going to, be, we're going to find out at the same time you do is pretty much when we pull them out of the hat. You ready to go? This is exciting. All right, here we go. Number one topic. Number one, Purdue Milton Wright out. Iowa's Charlie Jones. <laughs> In. What was your first reaction as a non-Iowa or Purdue fan when you heard that Charlie Jones was leaving Iowa? I mean, it was it was shocking to me because he's had so much success at Iowa, you know, more so in special teams than on offense. But I think he's a good offensive player, an underrated offensive player. And then I started sitting there and thinking about it. Well, okay, so Milton Wright's out at Purdue. So it gives him a little more opportunity to be a wide receiver with a quarterback that can get him the ball regularly in an offense that is primed to get the ball out to guys like him. So then as I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. But the flip side of that is the special teams coaching at Iowa is so good, allows him to return the ball so well that he's not going to get the same type of coaching on special teams. I, I expect him to do very well as a receiver, but not quite as good as a returner. Dude, you you nailed it. So your your take top to bottom is exactly what mine was as an Iowa fan. And I think most Iowa fans probably the same thing. Um, the, the initial shock whenever you have bad news that you hear about your team. Um, good news is I was so busy with the mysterious things that re- stopped us from recording a podcast it was probably good timing for me personally because I didn't have enough literal time and energy to spend too much thinking about it right at the time. In retrospect, I've thought about it. Everything you just said applies. The other thing is he's already shown what he can show in the return game. I yeah. don't think he can show much more. If Fair. he wants to get into an NFL roster, he needs to show more catching the ball. If he doesn't like what he has seen through the spring and right. the, I don't, this isn't confirmed, but there seems to be some uh, personality conflicts between Charlie mm. and a coach or two. Interesting. Uh, and suddenly all of those things get totaled up, added up and you're like, and then, and then by the way, there are rules about the transfer portal. How do you stop a buddy slash ex teammate from texting you and saying, 
we'd sure like you over here in West Lafayette. I mean, you can't you can't do that. So Tyrone Tracy you're referring to, he's, he's buddies with Tyrone Tracy, I assume. This is, I don't know that, but okay. this is what I have gleaned from Twitter. Okay, so it's interesting. They're becoming kind of Iowa City East, at least okay. in the in the wide receiver room. But then they're becoming Bloomington North. You got Reese Taylor as cornerback and Samson James running back. They, they're doing very well in the transfer portal. And, but... Something I felt, okay, I'm with you there, and I don't mean to jump over that, but, like, Purdue is known for the passing game, right? Yep. But they have to go to Iowa City to get two wide receivers. The irony in that is it's dripping with irony to me. Well, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you lose someone like Milton Wright. He was going to be... Academically ineligible, by the way. Right. And, And, you know, I saw a lot of people... This is such a tire take. I just feel so bad for the kid. What? Why? Why? He did he, this. He, he, he has ownership in the grade. Yes. Why would you feel bad for him? I, I mean, it's unfortunate situation. Don't get me wrong, but it's nobody's fault other than probably mostly him. Why do you lead with that? You just <laughs> feel so bad for the kid. Because no. we are so student athlete specific. If anything goes wrong, it's all everybody's fault except for the student athlete all the time. It's ridiculous. If I decided. To not go to class or show up for an exam, which I never did, then I wouldn't have felt bad for myself if I did poorly. I would have been disappointed in myself. Well, for I'd been disappointed for not doing right. the work, knowing it's my fault. Yeah, yeah, not blaming it on somebody else. Or... So so strange. What? A, Anyways, what... Um, I think it's a bigger loss for Iowa in the return game than it is the uh, passing game. Yeah. So. I believe that. But when, with that being said, I believe it's more the OC's issue that he needs to deal with than the special teams coordinator at Iowa. Um, I, 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 and I think it's a combination of. I don't know if he was going to get a lot of balls thrown at him in the Iowa offense because of two reasons. Number two, I think there's upcoming talent in the Iowa okay. back uh, uh, receiving core. Yeah. But even more so, it's the Iowa passing attack. Yeah, I, I guess my first thought was, wow, how much does he really hate Peters throwing him the ball? Has to play into it. Yeah, that's, oh, it plays into when it. When I said number one, that was part of number one, yeah, is what you just said right. right there. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. All right, topic number two out of the Amador Whiskey hat. Shout out to Dustin Shooty. Oh, okay, wow. When... Right out of the gate, yeah, didn't, didn't expect that pretty early there. So, yeah, end of an era. That's what I'm going to call this. End of an era, Dustin Schutte is leaving, or has actually left already, Saturday tradition. Yeah. Ah, man, friend of the show, brother in say, arms. I would say friend of the pod, number one. No offense to anybody out there, yeah. but um, I, I've, I've never felt closer to a dude that I've never physically been in the presence of yeah. perhaps in my entire life. I guess I great would ha- dude. I mean, we've zoomed with them several so, times, conversations, lots of you know, texts and DMs. I consider him a friend, still do. So I'm like, I'm happy for DM DS because I consider him a friend. Yep. But at the same time, sad for me because he's not a part of Saturday Tradition anymore. Oh, I'm sad for like we won't get as good content from Saturday Tradition. I you know, hopefully they replace him with, with someone great. I'm sure they will, but I mean, loved reading his content. Loved having him on the show. So let's go ahead and give him a plug. He's now working for The Outsider, at Outsider. And this is entertainment, sports, news, lifestyle. So I th- he seemed pretty excited that he could potentially, at some 
point, write content about bourbon or, okay. or, or booze. Okay. So like he still he can still do the sports, but he can venture outside the sports too and actually create content outside the sports realm. I mean, that's an all-encompassing role and things that he can write about. So, again, happy for DS. I mean, that's yeah. some good stuff right there. Hopefully it's a, a great move for him, and I wish and him he nothing. And se- he seems to be moving further and further away just from humans. So I think that's playing in where yeah. it fits in well. Yeah. I hope I didn't put something out there, too. I'm just saying, like, he's perfectly happy with doing his own thing, is what I'm saying. Well, so he's this, this, moving... This leans into that more. He's moving to Gainesville, I think. Oh, really? See, I didn't know that. I, I, and I know Florida, but I'm, I think it's Gainesville. Okay. I think it is. Yeah. Um, but... Anyways, happy for DS. Congratulations. <laughs> Hope the good, you know, uh, next next venture is as good as it has been. Have an Amador for us, buddy. All right. So this one right here um, is big title odds so this will be oh. quite the one um yeah. meant to print this out but uh i'm having printer issues so i'm going to try to kind of prop this up for you right here hopefully you oh, i've got it you've got it yeah. okay sweet um okay so i'll just kind of as quickly as i can go down the odds okay um i know it's hard to remember when you're kind of reading these off and trying to you know track them but obviously if you follow the uh uh, Big Ten Conference in this podcast enough, you probably know who the favorites are, but there are a couple examples here and there that I find interesting. So first off, obviously, Ohio State is the favorite at negative 210, which basically means you have to bet $100 to win roughly $45 for Ohio State to win the Big Ten Championship. Wow. That's uh, that, that's commanding odds for the, for the Ohio State. Yeah, and I would say not a value bet. Right. I, why even I don't, bo- why I don't even, know if it's worth it. Why even bother? Yeah. I mean, you have to put a lot of money up for your bet to hit home so that you're like, hey, I won this much money. But the problem is you're wagering all of that money to and get then, there. And then what if CJ Stroud gets injured? You know? It's, just, heard, it's, it's a real thing. My, like advi- my advice, stay away from that one. Okay. Next up, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers plus 1,000. They're next at plus one thousand. Okay, next up, and then Michigan right behind them at plus eleven hundred. So it's okay. basically the same bet. Ten dollars win you. <sighs> I mean, the Wisconsin right away. I just think quarterback. Yeah. Okay. How can you? How can you win? Is this? it the true story here? Like we could break it down, but isn't the true story here not so much that, the bet amount? It's that Wisconsin. Wisconsin is yeah, second. I think so. That Wisconsin's ahead of yeah. Michigan. Okay. That is a little weird. Yeah. But they do have a probably Heisman Trophy candidate. At running back. Yeah. Yeah. You know Which, that it's going to be a good defense. And then, of course, this plays into they're in the West, this lowly, lowly right. West, Lowly's. which may become, will come up in a topic later. But but also, let's say he, he becomes Jonathan Taylor and yeah. just runs for 2,000. That's going to open things up for the quarterback. For you mean when he becomes Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I know. We're, we're Illinois and Iowa fans. That's, when he, when oh, that's he never good. even stubs his toe all year. Like, not even a lightly sprained <laughs> ACL. Nothing. The only time he ever comes out, he's winded from running an 80-yard sprint. Because <laughs> that's how it goes. It is written in stone. Um, yeah. Okay, so it plays into that Wisconsin is in the Big Ten West because, like, essentially what the thought process here, I think, is what Vegas is saying is yeah. Wisconsin could get into the Big Ten championship at 9-3, and three, but it's a one-game sure. schedule yeah. at that point. Right. Okay, so that's why some of these Big Ten uh, West teams are a little bit higher. Michigan being third. 
plus 1100. Um, personally, I would have them at a little bit better odds than Wisconsin. I'm not saying much bigger odds. I mean, this is the defending Big Ten champion with a returning starter at quarterback. Like, right. And, and typically it, speaking, and not, the team that wins the conference the year before yeah. that has their returning quarterback is much better than third in their own conference. And not just a competent backup, but potentially a backup that's better than him. And they definitely lost talent off the defense. We know this. Sure. We'll get into the offseason but, stuff. But, like, but also, they recruit highly. Dude, they, they've they're got gonna, it. They're, they're always going to defense unless they play Ohio State. Right, right. Except for last year. They'll be fine. They'll defense. be fine. They'll be fine. Personally, I think they should be second. That's what I think. Because I think you could essentially say it's a one-game season in the East as well. Because Michigan could theoretically yeah. lose a game to Penn State or Iowa or something like right. that and then beat Ohio State and then they're in the Big Ten Championship at 11-1. and one. Very good point. So, like, I don't see it to be that big of a difference yeah. to me. All right, here we go. Number four, the number four team. The Nebraska Cornhuskers at plus 1,400. You start, otherwise okay, I'll, I'll I, say I, too much. I actually have different numbers than you. I'm just kind of okay. – so these are kind of fresh to me when – By the, the way, these are from Dustin Schutte from – I don't know when his tweet was, uh, but – Okay, so okay. I, I just looked today, so maybe okay. these are updated. Right. But So I didn't know that they – But but they've he, been either third, fourth, or fifth is where I've seen them. But you saw my reaction. Yeah. And look – if you're a Nebraska fan, you should be excited right now for a lot of the changes that have happened in the offseason. You should be optimistic. But are we doing this again? Apparently really? We are. Like, you, you have to prove to me first that Scott Frost can let's, co- let's put a Let's put a little yeah. snippet on that because okay. the odds alone, them being fourth. Um, okay, now this is where... And I was listening to uh, the Gopher Gridiron Radio podcast, and people were explaining it to Ryan Burns. And he, he <laughs> joked, he's like, yes, I had people mansplain to me how odds work. And he jokes, I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, what, what they were, quote-unquote, mansplaining to him is that Vegas has a lot to lose when a fan base as fervent as the Nebraska fan base, they put a lot of money down on their team to win. So they know if they put the odds as low as, I don't know, plus 2,500 or okay. something like that, Nebraska fans will go nuts and yeah. bet all kinds of money. Oh, so they're trying, if, to, they're trying if to keep... If Nebraska winds up winning the Big Ten sure. Championship, Vegas will lose a <laughs> shitload of money. Good... So to touch up your... To, to clean that up, Vegas pumps their, their odds up. Oh, boy. That's how that I think goes that, Yeah, I, that's, that's just... That's just fun stuff right there. <laughs> it is fun stuff. It doesn't have to necessarily play out that Vegas thinks those are right. what the actual it's rank great and point. file it's is. Great but, point. All right, next team up, even to Nebraska, so not next team up, but even to Nebraska is Penn State at plus 1,400. Okay. I mean, I think you could then say, I don't think it would be crazy to say that Penn State is the third most talented team in the Big Ten, and they are fifth. For so, some value there potentially. Yeah, maybe some value, but I think that maybe also reflects a little bit on what we've seen from James Franklin the last few years. He hasn't impressed. Good point. Let's be honest. No, he just the last has two not. years have been not just meh, kind of not good. Yeah, kind of. But 
2020 was it was just yeah, a year. Right. They were off to a really hot start last year until injuries hit them. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some value here with the Penn State. Okay. Defense. Interesting. Is that fair? I don't know. I'm just going wash. I don't see value or Okay. Or or, or the other way around. Next team up, the Iowa Hawkeyes at plus 2,000. Okay, so it's not a crazy number, but again, I'm going to go back to the quarterback. It's going to be hard to win the conference with what they've got at the quarterback position. And it's not like they got Braylon Allen behind Petrus. So it's not crazy, but I think there's one team that should be in front of them. Okay. Should we keep moving? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next team, Michigan State, plus 2,500. Yeah, Is I mean, that the team you think should be in front of them? That's the team I think okay. should be in front of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. In, in front of Iowa, yes. Um, I think what that plus 2,500 for Sparty shows is need to see it two years in a row to believe it is what Vegas is saying. Because they, they don't have Kenny Walker anymore. We'll talk more about this, obviously, when we deeper break down Michigan State, but Whenever I doubt, because I'm just going to say it now, and I have a, I feel like I have a, I have a good rapport with Sparty Nation on Twitter, and I don't want to throw a rock at the, at the beehive because Sparty Nation is a beehive. <laughs> if you throw a rock at them, they will attack. Yeah. If I say anything a little bit negative towards Michigan State moving through the next couple months here, I would just like to point out I was the one that was positive one year ago today i like the mel tucker hire and i did not and i was high on michigan state okay so i was ahead of the curve with michigan state last year i personally believe i am ahead of the curve with michigan state again this year where i don't think i'm as high on them this year as now what the general public seems to be why is that you already touched on it i mean this more as a compliment to kenneth walker on how amazing a difference maker he was than I am negative towards Michigan State or the program. I just think it's that big of a loss. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I, I guess long story short, it seems weird to see Michigan State all the way at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth in the Big Ten, or tied for eighth is what I should say. So I, I, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I totally understand where that feels disrespectful, but I also kind of understand Vegas' thinking. So when you get a, a new coach that is a really good coach, and we don't know that yet necessarily. We need a little more time from Mel Tucker. But so far, he's on that path. He's a real cool coach. We know that. Well, we That's know about. that. But it's like they, when they start out, they elevate each year. Now, I get it. You're pulling away Kenny Walker. But what if they elevate everywhere else other than the running back That's position? It's a great point. Okay. He, he's still building his program. He's still building the culture. He's still building the the roster. And and it's it if he's that good, it should be better this year than last year. Fair. And I like the quarterback more. Yes. I'm gonna talk two sides of my mouth because I like the quarterback more than I feel like most people are talking about him. He's Fair underrated. Okay. Next team up, or I should say, tied with them, the Big Ten West off season darling. Purdue Boilermakers also at plus 2,500. Yeah. Are you listening to other pods? Are you reading any content? People yeah. are are having themselves a a, a love affair with well, the Boilermakers this yeah, offseason. Yeah, as I alluded to, they've done great in the transfer portal. But I, I'm still a little skeptical if you're losing David Bell, if you're losing Milton Wright, if you're losing George Karlaftis, 
and, and other pieces on the defense. Defensive coordinator, and, who and many lose. believe was the X's and O's guru behind the scenes, even though they had 14 DCs right. last year. Most people thought this was the guy who did it. You lose a bunch of heads off that many-headed monster on defensive coordinator. They lost the middle head. The middle That's head. what people think. Yeah, the primary head. Because, like, here's the deal. If you have a monster with three heads... I mean, you're pretty much looking at the middle head, right? You, that's like the one, that's, yeah, that's the one you're going for, I think. That's the one you're attacking. <laughs> you just assume, like, most of the torso comes up through the middle head, you but know, if that head's triumvirate gone, of evil. Do you get confused? You don't know which one to attack now. That's a good point. Mm. I would still go in the middle. So, um, <clears throat> I, 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 and then, and there's another topic, a surprise topic. I, I threw it in late. I'm sorry. Okay. You're, 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 you're good. You'll be, but it. There seems to be uh, a lot of sins that are forgiven as long as you have a good quarterback. And that is yeah, mostly what I hear, if not all of what I hear, is just how good. And, and they've got a good quarterback. That is not what I'm saying. They have the best quarterback in the Big Ten West. With that being said, there are other elements <laughs> of a football team that play into the success of the football team. Namely, running the ball. Yeah, running the ball, but but Brown has proven that he can he can have a very efficient offense without running the ball well. That's true. I would say my bigger concern is replicating what they did on defense last year because yes. that was amazing what point. they did on defense amazing. last year. Great point. Next team up is the Minnesota Golden Gophers at plus twenty eight hundred. This is my number one value pick on the entire board. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with that. Like I feel like they should probably be, be ahead of. Purdue, anyway. But but can I can I say this though? Yeah. It's not e- if if you and me sat down and we started making these odds, I I honestly don't think they would look much different. No, probably not. Um. So so I, I again I'm I'm a, a master at talking out two sides of my mouth. I at the same time think that Minnesota is a great value here, but then I look right ahead of them. Michigan State, Purdue, Iowa, Penn State. Who do you put Minnesota unequivocally in front of for those two teams? It's it's not easy. No, not unequivocally, but just overall, PJ does a great job. I think PJ is is a overall good good game manager. Maybe not great game manager, but good good manager of a program. Excellent culture, as we know, we we know that very well. But I. And and he has Purdue's number, but I guess the one thing is he can't get over that Iowa hump. That's a hump. Yeah. That's a hump. Does good in the axe. That's the one thing that I question. Kirk Shiroka. Shiraka. Shiraka's back, yeah. The band's back together. Without the lead guitarist. I mean, they don't have the receiver that you know, the receiving core was not is not there than, than it was two years ago. Yeah. They have good receivers, don't get me wrong. But I think the general thought process with Minnesota because it sounds like, I mean, we haven't done our deep dives yet, even close. But, like, I think we both seem to be pretty confident that Minnesota is going to be a, a good football team. Absolutely. So, value here. Value. Uh, next team up. little surprise here, personally. Okay? Indiana, plus 3,300. Mm. Mm. Going to need uh, bigger mm. odds out of the Hoosiers for me to put some shuckles down. I think we got a little bit of a Reba project here, don't we? Like a mini rebuild. We got a, a reset. Let's not call it a rebuild. Let's call it a reset. We got a reset here. Yeah. And I, I don't. When, when somebody's pushing a reset, 
is it something you typically want to see? No. No. I don't think so either. No. Um, I don't think a lot of Indiana fans want to see it. I think there was something like 33 people have left the program. Oh, my goodness. Since like fall of last year. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, there, there, there is uh, uh, Crazy Tommy is the de- defensive coordinator now. That's official. New offensive coordinator, which Hoosier fans were very happy. I just, it, it looked awful last year. It was. And, and, and on top of that, I have this. We like Hoosier fans, man. Like, oh, yeah. When they were good, they were they were a blast. Like yeah. I want to I want to differentiate Hoosier football fans. Yes, were a blast on Twitter yeah. when they were winning games, and it was like I don't know uh, my my three year old finding a toy that he never knew was in the house, and it's like he loves it, you know. That's how Hoosier football fans felt during the pandemic year. But I'm getting this bad feeling for Hoosier fans that. The pandemic year that was just crazy and weird might have produced some of the success we saw in the football field. Yeah, I mean the the what we saw last year harkens back to some of those you know atrocious Hoosier teams that that we saw way back in the day. Yeah, way back. It's yep. been it's been a while. Yeah, but that's I'm like oof. This is the old Hoosier football. Long story short, I don't think we love. No. Indiana plus 3,300. Next team up, the Maryland Terraplins. We take a big mm. jump up here. A big jump up. Okay. At plus 10,000. I think that's about accurate. <laughs> they got they got Talia. You got that. I mean, you could make an argument that they have the second best quarterback receiving core in the Big Ten. Is wow. that a reason could enough to take a flyer on them? Second best? With re- with the receivers thrown quarterback in. quarterback receivers, maybe. I mean, they're in the they're obviously Ohio State's number one. They're they're as far as who's the best re- passing attack after them. They're in the team picture. I'm not saying they're definitely I mean, I, front and center. I would definitely take the Boilermakers ahead of them. Okay, passing the ball overall. I would probably take the Boilermakers. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would definitely take the Boilermakers. So long so, story so short, you got to you got to include the coaching staff too. <laughs> that, def- that definitely plays into <laughs> okay. it. Okay, yeah. The defense uh, has been hemorrhaging bodies. Yes. Good bodies, too. Yeah. Able bodies. <laughs> no, no. Much more than able. <laughs> so, oh, man. God, Terrapin fans are just going to hate us all over. Oh, yes. Again. But that's a big number, and we think there's actually a reason behind that. I'm not going to put any money on Maryland. I'm just going to say that. Next team up. Okay. I'm not saying that there is value here. Okay. I just don't think the number should be this high. Okay. And it's your Let's... Illinois Fighting Line okay. also at plus ten thousand, so equal to Maryland. Gosh, no, I think it should be that high. I, I think it. I know this. You're gonna laugh at me, but I think they should be like plus seventy five hundred. Okay, there should be. They should be the stepping stone between Indiana. And, I mean, first of all, I don't think Indiana should be a plus, but they should be somewhere in between Indiana and and Maryland. Yeah, I mean, maybe again, closer to Maryland, but not that high. Again, we're talking about the East versus West things. So, like, yeah, I, you, things could break your way. Touchdown, Tommy DeVito could go off and you know set okay. all kinds of records. All right, as I anticipate. Let me, let me just play a quick, fun little game. Yeah. For you. Okay. Has the has go go down? Has has the has the Purdue coach ever won the Big Ten championship? No. Has the Michigan State coach ever done that? No. Minnesota. No. Indiana? No. Maryland? No. Has Illinois quarterback or co- coach ever yeah. won the Big Ten Championship? Yeah. yeah, he has. Does that mean does that mean something? I guess it probably does, yeah. I feel sl- I, I feel I, and I of course this is we've we've fallen lockstep back and I feel more slighted for 
Illinois than you do. Interesting. Um, and I will say he's building a team that resembles, at least physically, what he did in, at Wisconsin. Like you got to kind of squint your eyes. Yeah. Well, you got to squint a little bit. Yeah. You got to squint. But but big offensive line. He's giving these big running backs opportunities that you know other programs they'd probably be playing linebacker. So he needs a quarterback like that's like stock on or Buckmeyer. You know, we need something like that. Yeah, DeVito's a little too East Coast, isn't it? Doesn't doesn't fit, man. Doesn't fit in Champagne. Not Beatles Champagne. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, We got three teams left or two teams left. The Northwestern Wildcats plus 15,000. 15,000. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me to see Northwestern not in front of Illinois in odds, but if you if you look at them on paper, I do think Illinois has better odds, like better chance to win than Northwestern. That's the that's the closest I've ever heard of you throwing a rock at the Fitzgerald Beehive. But since but, we have recorded this podcast, <laughs> it's a big step for you. But then did but Top then Gun I, Maverick shake you that much? May, maybe. But then I think about Fitzy. <laughs> But then, you know, I do I do trust Beetle a lot more than any coach in a long, long time at Illinois. So, yeah, um, it's you know, it's an even year in Evanston. Yes, I know. Right. <laughs> right. OK, the point we're getting to is the odd in the last three years, the odd years, th- three, four years, the last uh, four years, the odd years have been brutal to Northwestern. The even years have been great. We're in an even year. That's where I'm getting at. Right. You shouldn't actually take that into consideration. when. But you're... should you not? <laughs> yes, I think you should. So dumb. We're talking wizardry here. We're think... not talking normal. No. Like there's... You're talking wizardry. This there's stupid bl- shit applies. There's black magic involved. There is here. black magic, but I just wonder how much Hankwitz was behind the black magic. I mean, that is a fantastic point. It's a big deal. What if he was the bearer of the said black magic? I should come up with like a metaphorical. We got to figure something out there. Yeah, like like uh, either in the Marvel or DC universe, or something. or maybe Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah, would be yeah, yeah. Like the Wizards one. and Saruman and all that stuff. We got to figure out a reference there. Yeah, we have to. He was something. I'm gonna think hard on that. Uh, last team, the Rucker Scarlet Knights, plus twenty thousand. No way. See, I think that's a value that, right it, there. So you go from. Northwestern to Rutgers, you you pick up five thousand. That's units? weird. That's weird to me. I mean, I I know they have holes, but I just I trust Shiano so much. He's he's building a program. Yes, I I realize it would be like one of the greatest stories ever if they won the East. But still, right. So we're not talking that like Rutgers should be a favorite, right? Like like the teams that should one hundred percent not be expected to win. We just covered Indiana, Maryland, Illinois, Northwestern, Rutgers. Okay, there's just no way Rutgers should be that much higher. No. compared to a, those. No, a couple of those other teams. No. Just, especially to me, Indiana and Northwestern. Yes. Okay, that was a good topic. That was a good one. All right, what are we about? Forty-five minutes in. I hope this is the halfway mark. So we'll go ahead and read a little bit of Amador situations. The Eyes on Big Podcast is sponsored by the Amador Whiskey Company. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon and finishes in California wine barrels. This double barrel agent technique creates characteristics from the individual barrels that are blended together to make an exceptional whiskey. Perfect sip neat or in your favorite bourbon cocktail, Amador is the perfect go-to 
This fall, we're, we're still in the summer, uh, on game day. Amador Whiskey Company, born in Kentucky, raised in California. And speaking of Amador, we go back into the hat. Here we go. Oh, boy. Right back into another big topic. The NIL slash Saban mm. fight with, yeah. with uh, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Again, I think it hit me at a, at a busy time in my life. I didn't get as much into it as what a lot of college football fans seem to oh, have gotten into it. No, I I don't get into stuff, but like on a national side, like that that just doesn't entertain me that much. Not as much as it seemed to to entertain college football. Oh, it just player. titillates everybody. People went nuts. They went nuts, but okay. So say here's what Saban said: A and M bought every player on their team. They made a deal for NIL. We didn't buy one player. I, But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. It's tough. So, is, is I mean, it's it's legal to... Is it legal? So, he didn't... He Is he saying he didn't get... they None of his players had NIL deals? Uh, and, and, well, and first of all, he walked a lot of that back right, like, about 10 days later. Okay, fine. But what I read into that is, oh... A&M's better at NIL than we are. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, when I first heard it, I think, I mean, first of all, he was at a, I don't know the exact situation, but it was a Alabama, you know. Like a, was it a booster, booster event? Booster okay. type of thing. I don't even know what booster so it, means it, anymore. This wasn't a presser. This was a booster event. That's how I understand okay. it. Okay. So he was trying to probably fire up those people to say, you, you guys better get your shit, get your poop uh, in a group uh, because- Okay. If Texas ain't now, a couple things I like to point out. Okay, uh, Jimbo Fisher. Okay, that guy talking is nails on a chalkboard to yeah. me. I, agree. I've I've never understood the love for that guy. We you won talk, a national title. With James. I, I get it, but yeah. but that's after okay. that nothing. So okay, this is what I was thinking. So my parents. Okay. They they're they're getting up there, but they're still very active. They've got one of those uh, Harley Davidson like like uh, I don't know what you call them, but like gliders I think, where you got a front two wheels in the front and one in the back. Oh yeah, they okay. ride much smoother. He's got a Harley too, tougher to you know it's a little bit rougher ride. Okay, so they go, they just take off, they just go places. Sometimes they just wind up in the south. Okay, and they wind up in on a uh, Civil War battlefield. Okay. They didn't even know they were going to be there. They just wake up. They're in Mobile, Alabama. Bingo. Okay. My dad's a, a, a he's a talker. I, I might've gotten some of that from him. Okay. He likes to talk to people. If my dad, a very nice guy on vacation sits down and talks to Jimbo Fisher, but it's like a Jimbo Fisher. That's not, you don't stay talking to that guy. No. <laughs> Did you know that bar on there? Maybe about gibberish. You can't, you can't. He drives me nuts. Yeah. With that being said, <laughs> I still think Saban came away looking like the tool. Absolutely. Okay, you that's Oh, no doubt. And, and what and I, I think it was was I ahead. don't like Jimbo either. I I've never I liked. like Nick Saban more than Jimbo Fisher. I do too. You do too. Yes. I thought I was going to be unique. No, 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 no. Do you no. think that's common? Do you think most of the people listening to this right now agree with us? I don't know about that, but that's I will in, say that's intriguing to me. I will say people that follow college football closely See Jimbo Fisher as I, I I don't want to use the word fraud, but like he's way overrated. Okay. 
Wow. Okay. And not that and, I'm shocked that me and you are on the same page. I didn't think we'd be this much on the same page. And he's unlikable on top of it. Yes, he is. And annoying. Okay. Yeah. And he's at Texas A&M, which, you know. Yeah. It's kinda, so, it just kind of makes me feel dirty. Right. Even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, but yet what happened with little Nikki mm-hmm. is somebody beat him at something. And that's yeah. why he's pissed. That's exactly what happened. Correct. And, 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 and I'm all for being a competitive SOB. Sure. But he's just being a prick at that point. Yeah, he's a sore loser is what he now, is. Now, the positives I'm going to take from this, okay, and I've, I've actually kind of already jumped into that. The, the the number two positive is it made Nick Saban look like a douche, which maybe could start a, a crumbling of he's not there forever, okay? Sure. I, I'm ready for... I'm ready for a new king of college football, I guess, is, is what I'm saying. I, okay. think, I think we all are. Yeah. That's number two. Number one is this type of stuff could actually be what makes a change in NIL. Because I think pretty much everybody agrees, college football fans and college football coaches, that NIL's gotten out of control. It makes us all feel icky. What I think the power players, that like Nick Saban and other people, could be the difference is that these coaches, these college football coaches are so addicted to power and their little fiefdom fiefdoms. Yeah. If you take that power away from, them, they're going to go nuts. And that could be where we get a governor put on NIL. Hmm. Did I make my point there? Did that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. You, like you don't want those that haven't been in power to rise up into power. So we got to, we got to squash that. Right. So if you get enough powerful, college football coaches, maybe they could be the ones that say this is getting ridiculous with, with little Nikki being at the yeah. front and center. And then they'll just, you know, tilt the, the field towards themselves. Cause that's what they do. Yeah. By the way, speaking of NIL, did you see Ryan day said we need $13 million yeah, yeah. to keep our roster intact. Yeah, that's a, that's a little charging up of the fan base too. Now stoking. If, the if I am a, if I'm an Ohio state fan, <clears throat> I'm happy to see that because I think it's a little 3D checkers that Day is playing where he's like, mm-hmm. got to, got to, let's go, guys. Yeah. You, you want to keep these guys? You want to get more good ones in? And We're going to so need to compete. His next presser is going to be, by the way, have you seen inflation? Did I say 13? I meant 16. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. All right. Next one up. Adrian Martinez talking a little <clears throat> shite about. His former team. Okay. This one's more recent and topical. Uh, just direct question. Do you think he, he, that was something directly towards the Huskers? <clears throat> Here's what I think. I think Adrian Martinez loved his time at Nebraska as challenging as it was. I do too. Okay. I think at some point you start feeling the pressure that you have to make your current team, your team. So you have to start, making a stance and throwing yourself out there. And this is the best way he could do it. Yeah. There's that aspect of it. He's also not lying. He said, I want to play in a bowl game. I feel like we have a great opportunity to win. Well, guess what? In the four years that he's been playing college football, Kansas state's been to two bowl games. Nebraska has been to zero. Kansas state has won 24 games. Nebraska's won 15. He says, I want to go win. Okay. Kansas State has been doing pretty well without someone of his caliber at, at the quarterback position. So yeah. what if he just steps in? And they it's it's all new coaching staff 
at Nebraska, which he's going to have at Kansas State. So that's a wash. Why not? Yep. I and, mean, it's, and, it's, I just want to say, it's Adrian Martinez's life. He can do whatever he wants with it. So, so he, he has ownership to it. I listened to that. He's got a podcast, Athletes Unfiltered. Yeah. He's gotten better at his, po- he is okay. a, an impressive dude. Okay. I, 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 he's going to be a leader of men in some capacity as he moves through life. I don't know if it's going to be in the NFL. Okay. Necessarily. Yeah. Not a, not a quarterback, but like he's an impressive dude. So I, I, I tend to believe if he has a take, it's, it's a gauged take that he's trying to pull off. I'm going to go a step further than that. Old rivalries die hard. Don't you think someone at Kansas State is like, you mind poking the bear yes. down in Lincoln over there? Yes, I believe that. Yeah, I believe I you think are so. something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which makes, that's the funnest aspect of it this is. whole thing to me. It is. Is that it's probably just some K-State alumnus are saying, yeah, can you just give a shot to our old enemies over wow. there? That's a great take. And then, by the way, Kansas State, I think it was like their football Twitter account, started taking shots at Nebraska, and then there was a war going on. Because that's how it goes. By the way, I wish I could remember the numbers now, but I looked at some Nebraska fan posted like the history of Nebraska versus Kansas State yeah. football. It was like, I'd like to report a murder stuff. I mean, it was bad. Well, the, So the first... I mean, Kansas State, like, Kansas State football, the only Big 12-8 team that was worse than Kansas State is Iowa State. Yeah. And Nebraska's at or near the top. I mean, the the comparison between the two was it was it was bad. But it was something so they won in 98 for the first time in something like it was like 60 years. It was some ridiculous number. There's a reason why it was posted. I mean, I I get it. And like I would do the same thing if I was a Nebraska fan like when Kansas State starts talking crap. I mean, they have been better recently, but it's not like They've been so much better recently that it overshadows the 100 years that preceded it. <laughs> right. Okay. Next one up. This is my. This was my mystery one. Okay. okay. But you'll okay. be able to roll at the punches. All right. That's fine. Okay. This is reading articles. This is listening to podcasts. Most of this, I'll be honestly, has been listening to podcasts. Uh, with all the housework that I've been doing, remodeling, um, and 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 we're starting to get into the college football pods where they're starting to break down teams. Yeah. And, 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 you know, uh, conferences and stuff like that. And they start falling in love or falling out of love or whatever with certain teams. Okay. Here, here's my question. This is what the actual sheet is from the hat. Why does offense only matter? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I like to make fun of the nerds yards per play yards per play. Yeah. Why is it that yards per play is only brought up for the offense? We used to do it. Shouldn't it it matter when yards per play for the defense, defenses that are good at stopping offenses from getting high yards per play? If you remember early on, we used to do a differential of offense and defensive yards per play. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Maybe we could look at that again. That's a lot of work. But but it it should play. It should play. It should be a thing. Right. Yeah. Why doesn't the defensive yards per play factor? It doesn't. Isn't that isn't that that part of the game? So, like, don't get me wrong. I understand. I honestly, I understand. Like, if I'm looking at two teams and they seem about even, and one has a great offense and one has a great defense, I'll be honest with you. I would pick the team with the great offense. Okay. I, I get it. But when one team has a really great defense and the other team has just a pretty good offense, I, I, 
I still think defense matters yeah. a little bit sure. in the sport of college football. The one, the, the team that blew my mind that this podcast, I'll be honest, it was, it was Braden Gall's cover two podcast. And okay. it wasn't Braden. Okay. It was his co-host. Okay. And Braden was actually picking some of the picks apart. And I don't know if he picked this one apart specifically, but this one blew my mind. They had Pitt, the Pitt Panthers, ranked in front of Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, Minnesota, other teams. That's correct, the Pitt Panthers. And when breaking it down, I don't remember exactly what the breakdown was, but he alluded to the explosive offense that Pitt put forward last year. Didn't they lose their quarterback, their their like all-American wide receiver, their offensive coordinator? Bingo. <laughs> What? What just happened? I'll forward you the podcast. Please and, do. And you tell me if I am. Maybe I am pulling other teams in, but I'm almost positive Pitt was in the top 25. And Iowa was not, and Minnesota was not. And I'm almost positive Pitt was in front of Penn State and I think Wisconsin. I'm not as okay. confident with it. But, but it was like eluded to how great the offense was last year. And I'm like, Wow, their quarterback is in is in Pittsburgh for the Steelers. <laughs> They're all pro wide receivers gone. Oh, their offense coordinator right. is in Nebraska. I mean, he was the but, best wide receiver in the country last year, pretty much. He, I, well, I mean, a couple guys at Ohio State. Statistically, he was up there. I mean, he won the award. I believe. Right. Um, don't give me. You know, so like the point I'm trying to make here is like these younger guys that break down. Because it, it, it's younger dudes, right? We're, we're old now compared to the people that... I, I'm not going to argue that. I am old. <laughs> so, like, I get that younger dudes want to see video game games on their TV. But, like, at some point, doesn't your, doesn't your analysis also bring up consistency and defense and special well, teams and turnovers? Like, it's not just about offense. And in their defense, the game overall is swinging, yes. has been swinging towards yes. the offensive side. That's yes. the one thing I will give them, yeah. but okay. All right, next one up. Here we go. All right, this one, I don't know if we're going to be able to get so much in, but I saw this one on Twitter. And this is Nebraska versus Texas stats and i think oh. it was a nebraska guy that put this out i'm not going to be able to go through all of these but this is crazy oh, okay? okay texas versus nebraska since the 2009 big 12 championship game okay nebraska draft picks 35 texas 37 uh win percentage nebraska 54.7 texas 55 they are 0.3 uh, uh, apart. Average points scored, Nebraska 30.2, Texas 30.6. Average points against, Nebraska 26.2, Texas 26.7 wins, Nebraska 82, Texas 83. Just keep going down the no list. No kidding. It is like the gr we talk about the Spider-Man meme okay, well, since on this podcast. It is the greatest example of a Spider-Man meme that you could possibly delve into and find that I've ever run into. Well, and think about the fan bases. Think about the tradition. Think about how much they hate how, each other. How much they hate each other. That is amazing. I love it. It's incredible. Wow. Like, w was, was that game <laughs> in, in some... 
string theory situation, this was the crossroads where these two teams met up. And by the way, that game came that was the down, one. Right. That was the, which, which coincidentally, Bull Pelini, have you seen him out on Twitter lately? He's not been, lately, no. I don't, Bull Pelini has just apparently hit that certain age and part in his career where he just don't give a bleep okay. anymore. And he's just saying stuff. He's I talked mean, a little shit about Nebraska. He's talked more shit about just the, the refs. And he talked about that game. And he's like, sure. No, no the Big 12 f***ed us. They, they, they put an extra second on there to try to get Texas into the championship game. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, there was the extra second. Yeah, that's right. Yes, right. Oh, yes. That's that's the game we're that's referencing the game. right here. Yeah. Since the big 2009 Big 12 championship. Wow. Pretty crazy, right? Like, we can't go down all the stats, but the, again, like the average draft position, 143.3, Okay, that one's not quite. But anyway, it's it's like it's literally carbon copy. I have not seen that. Yeah, that, that's the first I'm hearing of it. Okay, let's move on. We have two top hat topics left before we get to the big one. <laughs> Second to last, I miss old PJ. Yes, I think I literally posted that on on Twitter. That I don't I, know. I, I want P, the old PJ back. Oh, I want my old. I just Peach. keep seeing pictures of the new PJ, and and I. I think the newer ones are freaking me out than the first new PJ pictures I, know. I saw. It does. It's not even. It's not even him. I think it's an imposter. Like, because you ever you ever heard that you ever heard the theory that Avril Lavigne actually died ten years ago, and it's like a different Avril Lavigne. I didn't now? hear that. Oh, yeah, what? That, yeah, that's a thing. Does she look that different? A little different. A little different. Right. Well, PJ looks a lot different. <laughs> so it's a, it's a bad, it's a bad clone replace. I think this some this is some deep state stuff that's going on here. They've put an imposter PJ in place. Like, I don't know if I'm getting my point across. I was just fine with the old PJ. Like, we've talked about this. Peach, what are you doing? You were a good looking dude. He it was a good looking dude. Yes, you could if you ranked and filed the Big Ten coaches on looks. He's up there. He was top three. I mean, he's in shape. And by the way, he's dropped now. And the Chrome Dome works for him. It like, did, yeah. Like, there's some dudes that can absolutely pull it off. He pulls it off. Now, when I've brought it up to Minnesota fans, they have the reaction that it, it's exactly the reaction I would have if my coach got a horrific facial surgery, I, which is, I don't care, win games, sure. and keep bringing the axe home. No doubt. That's the correct response. That is absolutely the correct. You know it's not the correct response? He had an eye injury, and he at the same time on both eyes, and so it was the exact same injury, and so had to have the surgery to correct the exact same injury that happened simultaneously on both eyes, and now the both reconstructed eyes look identical. Speaking of eyes, I'm crying out of both of them laughing at you right now. <sighs> Anyways, okay, last hap. Uh, oh, boy. I can't believe we're ending on this one. Uh, last hat topic, Nebraska balloon release is done. A lot, lot of Nebraska topics. Um, How deep do we want to go into this? Because I can go pretty deep. Yeah, go. Well, I mean, helium prices is what they said. You can't even find helium right now. Well, no, that's not true, actually. It's, right right it's now, tough. Right now versus last year, the prices are way lower. Okay. But the price of helium is extremely volatile. Which is weird because we're talking about inflation. Hey, yo. Did you know? Did you know 
that helium is the most abundant element on the in the universe, but it's hard to find on planet Earth. Really? But you can find it. There's different. You find it in shales. And but, we we can't man make. No, no helium. No. Oh no. So they I mean, maybe find you could, it in but shale, be... and then they 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 pull it out of the shale somehow. Correct. Yeah. Huh. Yep. God, you always find good stuff like that, man. So, and by the way, this high the high prices of helium that's not new. That's been going on for ten years or more. I'm not sure what happened ten years ago. Like there was a there was a time when the government controlled U.S. government controlled all the helium in the U.S., but then they privatized it in like 1996 or something like that. But then. I mean, 10 years, up, down, up, down, just ridiculous prices. So I I don't blame them on the helium side, although I think that's an excuse. But then... <sighs> Sounds like a lot of gobbledygook to me, man. I don't know. <laughs> very good. Is that very good? That was very good. But according to the Omaha World Herald, so a lot of this is based in, oh, well, the price of helium, but all, also environmentalists. Nebraska uses 100% natural latex that's biodegradable, and they use a hundred percent cotton strings, so it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be gone in six months. Correct. Yeah. So Listen, I, I, so then I, what's... I, I if if Nebraska fans really want it to first of all I don't even know how long I don't remember this. Nineteen sixties is when it started. Are you serious? Correct. Go, oh well, then that's that's a BS. I think, so. but if it's truly they're like we don't want to deal with the volatility of the helium market. I get that. Goddamn tree huggers kill everything. Exactly. Yeah, that's stupid. So what's what's going on here? Do I you don't think? know. I, do you, Do you think it's just Trev's like I'm tired of this shit? Done. Maybe. Like Trev is I the mean, type of guy to be like, and, and maybe Trev is like, I'm so tired of it still being the early second quarter, and I've got fifty thousand people holding on to a balloon. I mean, that's yeah, that's got a factor. It's got a factor in. I think there's something with that. Right. All right. So do you think it's him just you think it's just fatigue on the part of I think Trev wants everything to look a bit different. So I wouldn't put it past Trev to just be like, I'm done with this. What's your take on what Nebraska fans think of it overall? Of Trev? No, the balloon going away. Balloons going away. My take is that it can't be that big of a deal to them because I would have seen them having full yeah. throat meltdowns, and I just don't feel like I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's a tradition, but is it really a tradition that if it goes away, really changes anything? I think by 2024, it will be mostly forgotten. Correct. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. All right, All right. moving on. Last topic, the, the oh. grand finale. We're almost there. The big 10 divisions, almost for sure, seem to be going away, I think. Almost... For certain, 2022 is the last year that we will have the Big West and the Big East. I don't like it. Okay. Go. I don't like it. Okay, so first of all, there is a rivalry between the East and the West. Isn't there? Yeah, it's come about. Don't we lose that? Like, we feel like the the spited, ugly stepchild. The West, you're saying? The West, yep. me and you. Yep. Specifically. So, and we're always like defending ourselves against the East. I think that's a good thing for the Big Ten. Gosh, you are. Okay, now you got my brain going. Keep going. Okay. So, higher likelihood of rematches in the championship game, which I just hate. Like, if you have division, 
I, I realize you could still have a rematch in the championship game, but higher likelihood. Don't like it. Yep. Okay. Side note, the, the and I know I'm pretty sure I brought up on this podcast several times. The, the just once, Michigan and Ohio State playing a game back to back week. So that was my next point. Potential back to back rematch in the championship what? would be awful. Why am I the only one that? Not the only one. You see it too. This is awful. And people are like, it's not going to happen that often. If it happens one out of four years, it's No, if it disgusting. happens one out of 10 years. If it happens one out of 25 years, it's Correct. Gross. Okay, and this is me just grasping. Side, side note, real, okay. real quick. I'm giving, we both are giving respect and compliment to both Ohio State and Michigan. When we say, let's be honest, you are the pillars of this Yes. Big Ten community. Absolutely. Your game is supposed to only be played once, once a, year. a year. Yes. That winner has bragging rights for 365 days. Correct. This is college football. The, the speed of which Ohio State and Michigan fans are throwing this fact aside to just say, eh. it, it boggles my mind. I still don't think they are fathoming exactly what they are talking about until they are walking through something awful next year, two years, three years, whatever. And then I, so I go back to the idea of why I loved college football in the first place, because you only got one shot. Why did I watch the first game if it didn't count? Phenomenal point. And I'm going to go way down here because I'm desperate. Increase travel. If you, if you have divisions. Yeah. 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 I'm grasping at straws, I know, because I don't want it to happen. <sighs> okay. Now, our breakdown right now has been overwhelmingly negative. Okay. I want to bring some positive into it. Please do, because I... You have none? I have none. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that much different. For how... if it, I, I, I said it when I went on the Kevin Noon, his podcast. Um, maybe have him on our podcast, by the way, for an interview. I think if you look back the last 10 years, so so we'll say 2022 to 2012. Okay. And then we now go forward 2013 to, to or 2023 to 2033. Boy, that sounds like it's. I think the records of the teams are going to be similar. I think Ohio State is going to have the best record the last 10 years yeah. as they will the next 10 sure. years. Yes, yes. I think Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, the tip Penn State are going to be the most successful teams. I don't think it's going to change that much. Fair. Do you think I'm crazy? No. I think there will be an exception. I think there'll be one team that will shoot up and maybe one sh- team that will shoot down. Okay. Other than that, it's going to look very similar. Probably. You brought up a good point about the rivalry and kinship between the West and the East. So, like, I didn't – I have not thought about it like that. So, literally, you've got me – you knocked me off point for one of my positives, which is I'm just kind of tired of that. I'm tired of defending the Mm. big 10 West. Okay. I'm exhausted. I, I, yeah, I feel like everything I believe in, I have to defend right now and I'm not going to get deep and philosophical, but like it gets old and the big 10 West is one of them. I kind of am looking forward to back in the old days when it was just the big 10 and it was just an entire conference. I think you have actually convinced me. Okay. 
Like it, that's it'll not, be, that doesn't sound so bad. It doesn't sound so maybe even to a certain degree, it will be officially when Nebraska, Maryland and, and, um, uh, Rutgers actually are a part of the big 10. Maybe that'll actually bring it in more. Maybe. And like, I, I'm, I, if, if let's say whatever Iowa's record was the last five years, I'm making this up like 65 and 18. I don't, I don't know if it's 65 and 18, the next five years, then Iowa won't have to defend that they're winning these games because they're in the big 10 West. Yeah. Good they point. will have just been winning them in the big 10 conference. And there's nothing that Michigan and Michigan state fans and Indiana fans can say against it. I think that then brings the camaraderie back. Fair. Okay. But overall, it's not worth it if there is one time, and, and, and these both involve Michigan. The two most common ta- things that I can think of would be Ohio State, Michigan replaying, and Michigan and Michigan State replaying. They're both disgusting. Ugh, yeah. Like, I. I don't think Iowa and Minnesota are going to replay again. I'm just being honest. I don't think Iowa and Wisconsin or Minnesota right. and Wisconsin. Like, those rivalries are phenomenal, but I'm being realistic. The chances of the the acts the last week of the season where Minnesota beats Wisconsin and they both go to the Big Ten Championship and then Wisconsin wins the Big Ten I don't. I don't think I see that happening. Or let's say Northwestern Illinois replay <laughs> that, in the championship LOL. Game. Yeah, the LOL meant nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't see that happening quite as much. But you already said it. One and and I will say if Ohio State and Penn State play the middle of October and then replay in the Big 10 Championship, it won't feel that weird, will it? If Ohio No, that wouldn't feel that weird. Because no. it's weird that Penn State doesn't really have a straight up rivalry in Strange, the Big 10. Strange, yeah. So right. Penn State is actually the anomaly. Correct. Um and then last thing I would say is like, I understand that I don't understand. That's not, that's not right. Michigan fans. I don't get this. Okay. They had, they were saying that they wish they didn't play Iowa in the big 10 championship. They wish they would have played somebody better. What? I, oh, oh, I've seen it. So like you sit there and you're like, so who did you want to play in the Big Ten Championship because you were so bored and disgusted with playing Iowa. Did, did you want to play Michigan State again? Yeah, yeah, good luck with that, buddy. Well, from their point of view, I can understand that because then they could have had a chance when they were a hotter team to get the bragging rights back. Okay. But you know who you would have played if things were net in 2000, like we think they're going to be in 2023, if, if, the, if that applied sure. to 2021? Yeah. You would have had a rematch with Ohio State. Right. Exactly. On turf. Right. In a dome. In a dome when they're hotter than a hornet and, for losing to you the previous And week. after they they scouted you, basically, the week before. Every weakness that, that you exposed, we can correct next week. How, how is that? Am I... Am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills? Uh, no, I think Michigan fans are taking That's crazy pills. That's what I think, too. And you can't... You can't separate that from what the future will be once divisions are gone. It's it's we're we're going to a twelve team playoff. This is what is set up to be. I do think one of the positives that's going to happen almost for sure, every conference is going to play nine conference games. 
and three out of conference. I mean, I, I do hope that standardizes. If it does, that's a positive. That's a positive. Move, move in the positive direction. I think it'll be nine. I don't think it'll be ten. I've heard that. I just, I don't know. No, it's not By the way, ten. The SEC is not breaking off and having their own championship for the national championship. Have you heard that thrown out there? Sure. Yeah. It's not going to happen. That's stupid. That's posturing by Sankey to be a douchebag. Of course. It's not it going to happen. We're going to get 12 team playoff where six teams are automatic qualifiers and 16s are buying mark it down June 10th, 2022. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> but at least we would get automatic qualifiers. Yeah. But where you win your conference. And sure. But then you get the guys that oh didn't have to show up a couple weeks and still got the bid. Like, what if Alabama just decides, eh, we don't feel like playing this week? It'll still it'll wind up being a half playoff, half invitational that yeah. then comes together as a playoff. Yeah. That's how it go. Yeah. Anything else? I think we've probably recorded long enough. Yeah, we. So we did we did two pods in one. Not and quite two. I mean, close. a little bit longer than usual, but whatever, hey, man. It's right. fucking great seeing you, yep. buddy. I'm yep. Jeffrey the Greek. And I am Big Kurt. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We'll talk to you somewhat soon. And oh, oh, man. Okay. I hope people have stuck around. Probably one of, if not the next podcast, will be with Scott Docterman of The Athletic. Oh. Who is coming on the podcast. That will be a treat. Maybe we should put that at the beginning of the podcast in some capacity. I feel bad. I just got talking. Whatever. I forgot. But okay. We maybe we'll record another podcast in the yeah. interim, and then I'll set it up better. But I'm anyways, looking forward to that. Want to set it up? It'll be an interview. I'm very much looking forward to. Love Scott. Again, I'm Jeffrey the Greek. Big Kurt. Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you.